Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Man, I leave the best for last, the defense. They've been solid all season long. They're making plays. It is January Jesse out there. You get the linebacker core, Logan Wilson stepping up, Davis Gaither. Let's go playoff P. Can't call him that unless he scores a touchdown. He almost had an interception in the wildcard game again to end the game, and that would have just been insane, but they found a way to uh, stop. That's a little bit of a stretch. That would have been a real Was it a little bit of a stretch? A little bit of a stretch because it looked like he was about to catch that interception. That play was awesome from him, though. That, that was such a good uh, hook drop. He, he they, they tried to clear him out, and, um, and they had a guy in front of him, and he doesn't bite on either. Like, he runs – he basically just runs a tiny bit with the clear out just to make sure that Lamar does uh, Lamar <laughs> that Huntley doesn't throw the ball to the clear out for the touchdown. And then he falls off of that into the window of the deep in route. They're trying to run and then makes that awesome play on the ball. And just whack it upwards. Yeah. And I am probably exaggerating. Um, I was like, Oh yeah, Jermaine Brad's going to make the play again. Okay. I want to go to this play before I get to cam sample. When Tyler Huntley throws the ball one last time, when the ball went up, and it gets past the first defender. And then you see the Ravens player behind the defender and his arms are on the ground and the ball is very close. And it looks like he's about to catch it. What was going through your brain? I, I didn't even notice it, to be honest. I, I saw him die. Oh, sorry. So at first I didn't notice it. And then I see like the Ravens defender in the back and it did. Yes, it was, it was very much a, Oh no, the, he's going to catch that and the Ravens are going to go for two. But well, yeah. I didn't I didn't see him at first. Like that's what I'm trying to say is that okay. like at first I thought Mike Hilton's the guy who tips him. 5 foot 9, he got up there. <laughs> he's the guy who tips it back and uh but he wasn't able to swat it down. Maybe if he was 6-1. But 
but so he tips it up and back so it gets out of the mess so that they can't make the play and then the guy's just back there it does remind you a tiny bit the ball didn't go up as high of that aj green uh to send it to overtime you know that from like 2012 but um yeah in my mind i thought he was closer too like i thought it hit palms of the hand and he dropped it uh and then it went to replay i was like oh he barely got fingertip okay Still very close, but like what the replay was like, oh, okay, he didn't have the ball in his hand, like in the palms of his hand, basically. Like, because that's what I thought happened. I thought he dropped like in the palms of his hand. I was looking for something. I was like, there's a flag, there's something, something's gonna happen. Oh, they'll never throw a flag. It's a wild, it's the wild west on Hail Marys. You can throw a guy to the ground, they're not calling it. Swallow the whistle, whistle goes down the belly. I was so worried because I was like, this is what's going to happen for him. But I do agree. And and uh, Jeremy Roush over at Fox 19, he was on the sideline and he goes, you know, I talked to people that it, they were going to go for two. And yeah, of course I mean, they were. That's what we all thought, right? Like it's John Harbaugh. Yeah. I mean, you have I, he nothing. has a chance to win the game versus sending it to overtime and possibly kicking it to Joe Burrow on a coin flip. He's going to try to win that game 100 out of 100 times. He has he has respect for Burrow too. Um, let's talk about uh, a little bit of the. Uh, he wasted too much clock <laughs> trying to make sure that Burrow can't get the ball back. Like I didn't know what they were doing with the clock management, and I'm grateful they did that. But I was like, what? What are? What are you doing? You're gonna run out of time. Yeah, you got to pick up that first down, and then you can start wasting a full minute and a half. Yeah, he didn't want Joe with the ball because Joe Joe wants the ball. Like, even in the Super Bowl, he wanted to go back out there and win the game, which he had an opportunity, didn't happen. But he wants to get that shot to just go back on the field and, and find a way to win the game. Because um, as Jesse Bates said, he's like, Joe Burrow is a killer. And he said it on the Adam Jones and Solomon. Did you see that clip where he said, yeah. that guy probably has dead bodies in his basement. He's, he's a killer. Uh, and I just, I, I, he's just competitive. And definitely probably was like, okay, I'll go out and try to win the game. But yeah, I was getting a little worried about the time of the clock. But of course it didn't work out. Bengals won. They survive in advance. And a huge game versus the Buffalo Bills. But staying with the defense right now, because again, I still feel like I never give them enough credit. We have Sample. Let's talk about the season he's having right now. So most of the year, I'd say he was just like a solid defensive player, but especially this week, awesome, like really good. And he he played, I believe, more than Trey Hendrickson in this game. Um, they were replacing Trey Hendrickson with him because Trey Hendrickson is one of the best pass rushers in the entire world. He is not that as a run defender. Uh, not that he's terrible, but it's just not that. Like, you can target him a little bit if you've got the guys. Like, you've got a Ronnie Stanley in the run game, and you've got the tight ends and the fullback to be able to do that. Cam Sample is a better run defender, and he's thicker. Um, he's more like Sam Hubbard. Like, he's more of a Sam Hubbard type, where he's not the best pass rusher in the world, but he gives you everything as a run defender. And whole game typified on one play they run center tackle counter so the center is going to try to kick out the end which is sample and the tackle is going to try to come around that they try to kick sample out linderbaum tries to come and kick out sample and sample not only beats that block he makes the tackle like the, above and beyond the call of duty there you just you're just supposed to shove that down and make sure the tackle has a tough time getting through the hole he doesn't shove it down only he gets underneath throws Linderbaum aside and makes a stop. I mean, that was just, whew, that was, that was high quality run stopping from the defensive end. And that's what he gave the entire game. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll stay with the D well, defense right now. And and Zach Carter, when the Bengals drafted him, there was some criticism like, what? why are you getting this guy? What's he going to be able to do? And struggled a little bit early in his rookie season, but he has started to step up too. Yeah. Um, the game seems to have slowed down for him. I thought the game was moving fast for him early on. Like he just wasn't recognizing the blocks in front of him. Um, this I don't know if everybody knows. Defensive line has read. Every position basically has reads to make. Um, every single play the defensive line has to read and key what the offensive line is doing not just pass versus run but what type of run block am i getting are they pooling am i getting a stretch like outside zone play am i getting an inside zone am i getting a double team and it felt like he just wasn't always prepared like it would hit him late like oh shoot this is whatever game seems to have slowed down like they were trying to run zone to his side and he'd get over top of that reach block he would be able to get over top and beat it to the outside and i know the guards aren't the fastest but you know whatever he's he's recognizing that block and reacting quickly so it's all about how fast how quick can you react like dj reader is just a monster with that like he knows exactly what's happening gets his hands in the right place guys are ever moving too fast for reader it you're starting to get that a little bit with Carter. Carter's able to recognize these blocks that are coming. He had a play where they tried to double team him and he dropped to a knee, just like Reader does, and took that double team. Um, plenty of plays that made me, and I was a little bit of a Carter skeptic, at least going, I didn't watch him before the draft. I was just like, who is that <laughs> when I do all the mock drafts? Um, but he's he's showing out as a run defender and, and to be a Bengals defensive lineman other than if you are one of the world's best pass rushers you have to stopping the run is the most important thing to them old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I think the Joseph Asai hive has been really high since the second preseason on Tom Brady. And then he gets injured. And then you're like, oh, what's he going to look like when he returns to football? What have you seen from Joseph Asai this season and, and going into January? Yeah, he keeps flashing. I mean, he had the play. One of the only times the defense is going to root for is going to try to go like, he didn't fumble. That was a pass. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't strip sack him. What do you mean? Because they picked it up and ran for a first down. Um, but yeah, the, he, he flashes every single game. It seems like on the, in the pass rush department, like he is, he looks like a very solid to good um, rotational pass rusher right now. Like that, this is essentially his rookie year, and what he's able to give on limited snaps seems to give a lot of evidence that this is what he can do in the future. 
um, more of a Trey Hendrickson than the Sam Hubbard type. You know, Sam, Cam Sample, that's why Sample is going in there for Hendrickson is because they want those run defenders on the field. Um, but if you need a guy that can give you that Trey Hendrickson level juice in the pass rush, that's Joseph Osai. And he's had some really good pass rushes this year, had the big hit on Huntley, stopped the arm, almost got the fumble. It's a good thing it wasn't, though. Should have – not should have. Could have been a sack if uh, – Huntley didn't hold on to the ball as well as he did. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've really liked what I've seen from all these guys. And it just seems like the Bengals have started to accumulate that level of depth on the defensive line that used to be the calling card of the team in the 2010s, like Frosty Rucker and uh, all these like unsung here. Nobody, nobody outside of Cincinnati really knew these guys it would be like Frosty Rucker comes in and the Bengals fans are like, yeah, Frosty's a good player or Wallace Gilberry is coming in here. It's like, yeah, Wallace could get a sack here. And that's kind of like what they're building right now. It's, it's cool to see that they've got their guys, you know, they've got their reader, they've got their Henderson, they've got Hubbard and Hill. And now you're starting to get the next, group of guys so that they can actually give those guys breaks and get a true rotation in there to keep them fresh. This might be a silly question when we've talked about the Ravens defense being the best in the AFC in the playoff picture. Now that they're gone, is, is this the best that the AFC has? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, bill, the Bills or the Bengals? The Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah, the, the, I think the Bengals are the best defense remaining in the AFC playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that that's what's beneficial when you think of these next two games on the road. I'm not even one game. It's one game at a time. I cannot think about the AFC Championship game. And I think a lot of us had that on the mind as far as the Bengals-Bills matchup. I tried to get myself not talking. Like, don't talk about the Bengals-Bills. You don't know if it's going to happen. It was really close to being a different game for both teams when you look at the Dolphins and the Ravens. But you, you look at this matchup and what you're going to see with this defense. And yeah, the Bengals offensive line is, is down some guys and you're going to have some backup starting and, and huge games, but that's why I still believe that this team can do that repeat of, of making it work. You get two wins in a row. You're right back in the bowl. And it's insane to think about because of how long an NFL regular season is, but just the way this team is playing, the way this defense has played all season long, Honestly, you can go back from week one because when you give the ball away five times, uh, your defense is doing everything they can to stay in the game, and and we're almost won that one. So I just think it's it's been really fun to watch. We've talked about it plenty. You hear these coaching candidate interviews, and Lou's name is still still not hearing it. Don't I'm still not hearing it. It's not happening, is it? Huh. He's coming no, back. It's it's it sucks for him, but yes, it's what I've been hammering is that he's not the typical head coaching first time head coaching candidate. He's an older defensive corner that worked his way up through high school and college. Like he, he had to grind his way to get the NFL. And by the time he is a head, head coaching quality coach, he's, he's no longer what they're looking for. And that's not to say he'll never be a head coach. He could be one next year. Heck, if this team wins a Super Bowl with him being the best, you know, the defensive mastermind, he probably does get a lot of interviews next year but for where they are right now i didn't think he was going to get these type of interviews i'm a little bit surprised callahan hasn't gotten a little bit more buzz because he was like the young offensive mind but he also falls in the eric the trap of he doesn't call the plays well and there is one guy 
on the staff, on the offensive side, Dan Pitcher, who's the quarterback coach. And he has a huge involvement when it comes to Callahan, Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow in this offense. And what we've really seen, you know, change since week five with the style of offense and how, how the offense has started to look in 2022. And he is a candidate. I want to say the Chargers have him on the list as, as an interest. Offensive coordinator? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I honestly thought if Brian Callahan would be gone, that pitcher would be the internal offensive coordinator in Cincinnati. So, um, you know, maybe he gets a few interviews. It's always odd that they're allowed to do the interviews during the postseason. Um, again, this was just a report that he, that could make the list of candidates, um, somebody to watch out for. Not that he was interviewing as of now. Uh, but, you know, when, when you win, people pay attention. But it's all the all the coaches in the playoffs right now. Think of all the head coaches in the playoffs. You can even just go on the AFC side. It's offensive heavy. Very offensive heavy. Uh, well, not McDermott, though. Sean McDermott's a defensive. Uh, the guy they're seeing this weekend. I'm like, real offensive heavy. Except real offensive heavy, except the guy they're playing this weekend. Except this one. Except this one. But overall, if you look at the, the picture as a whole. And the guy they played last weekend. Yeah. You know what? Didn't take the L on that one, but uh Oh, you're right though. I mean, like we look at Andy Reid, offensive mind, Doug Peterson from the Andy Reid tree of an offensive mind. Also Sean McDermott's also from the Andy Reid tree. So, you know, he's showing out like he does every year on that tree. Um then the NFC side, Kyle Shanahan, offensive guy. Um, Mike McCarthy's an offensive guy. You're looking at Nick Sirianni from an offshoot of the Andy Retree offensive guy. He was Doug Peterson uh, uh, to Frank Reich to Nick Sirianni. So that's like playing like six. What's the, the the Kevin Bacon game? Six degrees from Kevin Bacon or whatever. It's like you can do that with Andy Reid in the NFL. It's like, well, how did he get to Andy Reid? No, Nick Sirianni too. <laughs> whatever. Um, and then I, I was basically stalling because I was trying to think of the last head coach. I was, uh, uh, Oh, Brian Dabble, of course. Yeah, he's also offensive mind. Exactly. And you can you can play the six degrees of Andy Reid because Brian Dabble to Sean McDermott to Andy Reid. There's just so much. I remember when it was the Marvin Lewis coaching tree. Do you remember that? I remember that they, uh, for the first few years, like they all left and then none of them were playoff performing. <laughs> 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 like they were all like, they were all like the same. It was like, they're all like 10 and six and losing in the first round. And I was like, I guess you are with your head coaches, but then Zimmer ended up making an NFC championship game eventually. That tree is gone. That tree no longer exists. It's out of the ground. Someone cut it down. Uh, but no, it, it's it's going to be uh, like, again, we've said it plenty on this podcast. I'm, I'd be, I'm really selfish. I want Brian Callahan. I want Dan Pitcher to stay on the staff. And uh, you, you look at Lou, of course, with this defense and a lot of these guys returning next year. I know you're busy over in all Bengals. It's playoff week. So what's up there? I am going to do a little bit on the first half to second half offense uh, for uh, by the time you're probably listening to this. Cool. Go check it out. Obviously, you can follow him on Twitter, Bengals underscore Sands. He has all of the clips, recap from the Ravens game. We're going to be looking ahead on Thursday. You heard that episode on Friday morning. Preview prediction to Bengals, Bills, divisional round. Should be a good one on Sunday. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game in Cincinnati.